Hello and welcome to the Last Down Broncos podcast. I'm your host, Andrew, and today we are breaking down the Broncos' 24-7 win against their AFC West rivals, the Los Angeles Chargers. And this game was, it was great. The defense played amazing, and it, it's so nice beating the Chargers. Like, it, it happens every year, but it's just it's just amazing to beat the Chargers. And, I mean, we beat the Chargers for the first time uh, in LA against them in Justin Herbert's career, which is great. Um, th- this team played amazing today. I'm really happy with it. Uh, the team really stepped up, and it was just an amazing game. And for us to come through like that really keeps the the playoff picture alive. And along with the Texans losing, uh, the Colts uh, losing as well, and the Browns did win, which is not what we want. But the Steelers did lose on Thursday night, so. This really keeps the the Broncos' playoff hopes alive, and we're going to get into that. We're going to get into the Bronco of the Week. We're going to get into everything to do with this game, how Russell Wilson played, uh, the defense, how how they played as well. We're going to get into everything Broncos. So just we got we also got an interview with uh, with William and Justin. They're talking about everything sports related mostly, but we also dive into the Broncos. It's a great interview. I think you guys will really enjoy it. So we'll get into that really quick. So uh, let's just hop into first off the Bronco of the week. All right. So for the Bronco of the week this week, it was between two players. It was between Alex Singleton, who I'm going to give his flowers right now. Um, Alex Singleton played amazing. He w- he did a really good job of going into, uh, he was pretending to sack multiple times. He was rushing the passer, and I think Matt Ryan called it having a cup of coffee and then falling back on the broadcast. So he was, he was rushing in for one second, and then he'd pull back, and he did an amazing job on that. Uh, he, he tipped a couple passes that way, almost got an interception. Uh, he, also, he also had a sack for the day. He had 10 tackles as well. Um, he was just all over the field. He did a really good job at uh, at rushing inside. He uh, he didn't get off the uh, he got off the edge maybe once or twice, but he did a really good job of getting right in the middle. Um, he played amazing today, and I think he's definitely he's definitely stepping it up. I mean, his tackles this year he's had so many tackles this year, and he he's such an effective part of this defense. And I think the Bronco he's really vital to what the Broncos do on the defensive end. But really, I think the Bronco of the week this week will be Jaquan McMillan who had an outstanding game. He had a sack just like uh, just like Singleton did. And he also had that play where it was uh it was a fumble for touchdown but it was called back. He did an amazing job on that play. Like his instincts this year have been amazing. He's been able to step up and when when they released Isang Bassi, he really he's he's come into that role and he's done an amazing job with that and I think he he has been a huge factor into this Broncos defense and all he does is make plays. Every single week, you'll see him. Oh, there's Jaquan. He's making a play. Like, he's he's been huge for this team, and I think that's what this team has needed all along. And to have a corner like that who's been able to step up is huge for this team. Like, he has one sack. He got his first sack of the season tonight, which is amazing, seeing him be able to rush a little bit off the edge. He has two interceptions now. So he, he hasn't... He just makes big plays. That's all he does. Jaquan just makes big plays. That's what he does. So... I think he did amazing this week, and he's a very, very, very well-deserved winner of uh, the Last Down Broncos podcast, Bronco of the Week Award. All right, so as we do every week, I think we've got we to gotta break down how Russ played for this game. So 
For this game, he was 21 of 33 for 224 passing yards with two touchdowns and one interception. So after the game uh, on the season, he's at 23 touchdowns to eight interceptions with a 98.3 passer rating. So it's it's much better. It's an improvement from last year, which we always got to stress every single time we talk about Russ. It's, it's leaps and bounds above last year. Last year was awful. But, I mean, again, you still want more from Russ. Uh, the first play of the game, interception, maybe, maybe not. Of course, it should have been a turnover, not debating that. But you, you got to think about, I don't know, do we do we trust Marvin Mims with the ball? He's shown that he doesn't have the best ball security. And I think that can be a problem a little bit. And you also got to take into consideration how Jerry Judy had the drop in the end zone. Like, sure, that ball could have been a bit more flat. Uh, it could have gone right to Judy instead of being in the air a little bit, but Judy should have gotten both feet down. And he had the other drop on the extremely long play uh, earlier in the drive, he or earlier in the game, uh, the one where Jerry should have caught. He was wide open. Um, I, I haven't been impressed with Jerry at all this season. Um, he he just hasn't been great, and I think that Cortland has been a huge thing for Russ, and I think he kind of tried to force it to Jerry, and even Marvin didn't give him any targets, but. I think he tried to force it to Jerry today, and that kind of, he didn't feed it to Cortland as much, which made him maybe a bit less successful, but I'd say if you put Cortland in the situations that you put Jerry in, I think Russ would have a much different day with three touchdowns for sure, so I I think Russ played all right. I mean, he didn't didn't have an amazing game whatsoever, but I think he did all right, and he just needs to play turnover-free football, and I think if you take away that first play, he played a relatively good game. I mean, that first play maybe wasn't even his fault, so turnover-free Russ is what's going to make this Broncos team win, so as long as we can keep the ball in his hands, and he did a good job today with rushing. Rushing, He did. He got a few couple of plays to get some first downs, which is really good to see. Um, he's got to use his legs. He's a lot more athletic this year after what happened uh, in the offseason, losing some weight, getting on a better training regimen. So I think Russ played a good game today, not a great game, but if he can play this kind of this kind of game every week, maybe cut down that one turnover, then he's gonna be fine. So I'm I'm not too worried about Russ, and I think he was he was held up by the Chargers today for sure. I mean, 24 points is is a good amount of points to put up. I, I think you can't complain about that, but I think the Chargers definitely helped him. That's for sure. So uh, that's what we're gonna get into next. We're gonna talk about the Chargers real quick. All right, so the Chargers. I mean. First off, let me just say this. Thank you, Dean Spanos, for keeping Brandon Staley this long. He is a joke. He does not belong on an NFL sideline. And it's just funny that he's still coaching. Like, those fourth down conversions, those are so stupid. I mean, the first play of the game, the first uh, the first couple drafts that the Chargers had, they could have been up, uh, they could have been uh, within one point of the Broncos at six to seven with two field goals. Instead, they decided to go on it for fourth down twice in a row and not get any points and the Broncos are up seven nothing and the game looks completely different so I, I just think Brendan Staley's a joke and it, it's hilarious and I think all Broncos fans want that I think having the, the Raiders and the uh and the Chargers being dysfunctional is just amazing as Broncos fans and this Chargers team has a lot of talent and I just don't think they're being they're being used anywhere correctly which is awesome I mean I I do expect Brandon Staley to be fired at the end of the season I mean Honestly, if the news came out within the next like day or so that he's been fired, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Brandon Staley is not an NFL coach. He's a defensive coordinator. And the Chargers have held on for too long, and the Chargers aren't willing to pay big bucks for coaches. I mean, Sean Payton, I think I think if Sean Payton wanted to, 
he could be the coach of the charger or if not sean payton wanted to if dean spanos wanted to pay the money i think he could be the sean payton could be the head coach of the chargers right now sean payton loves justin herbert he thinks he has a lot of talent he said that on many times many times when he was on tv and the chargers screwed it up and am i worried about the chargers post brandon staley after this year if they fire him i mean if they don't fire him i'm on board with that because that means the chargers are going to be a joke for another year and underperform but i mean even if they do fire him what are they gonna they're gonna hire kellen moore or they're gonna hire another offensive coordinator ben johnson someone like that they're not gonna go after the jim harbaugh uh they're not they just don't want to spend money and it's amazing and i i think the chargers are done their season's over and i think the broncos need to win their next game in a couple weeks in a few weeks against the chargers i think that's a must win and i think that that ties in perfectly to the rest of the season uh for the broncos so uh we'll we'll break that down now and yeah chargers are a joke it's hilarious All right, so for the Broncos for for the rest of the season and their playoff chances, I think it's looking a lot better right now than it was a week ago. I mean, last week after the Texans beat the Broncos, it kind of felt like, eh, maybe our season's kind of over and we're not going to be able to make the playoffs as the Texans keep on playing well and the teams in front of them keep on playing well, but they got a lot of help this week. Uh, the, the Texans lost, the Colts lost, the, uh, what's it called, the, the Steelers lost earlier in the week, and... It's looking a lot better for the Broncos, and they got a game against the Lions next week. Uh, the Lions are playing; they play the Bears this week. They lost twenty-eight to thirteen. So, the are the Lions really legit? I think the Lions could potentially be a little bit of pretenders, and I don't think that's everyone's part, uh, penciled that in as the game that the Broncos are going to lose for the remainder of the season. They're going to lose against the Lions, and uh, I, I don't think that's the truth. I think that the the Broncos can easily beat the Lions. I don't think the Lions are the best team and I think the Broncos can easily go on a, on a primetime game I mean it is in Detroit which is not great for the Broncos because I mean if it was at mile high you already know we'd win because Jared Goff can't throw the ball outside in in the wind so it is in Detroit but I don't think that means too much I think we can we can clamp down on uh, Jared Goff I think our defense has been great and I think it can capitalize on Jared Goff's errors and I think if we do that and Vance Joseph gets the defense uh, dialed in then I think we can easily beat the Lions next week and then looking forward the Patriots the week after that another game in primetime we're back-to-back 815 games uh, in primetime and I think we can beat the Patriots again Patriots have shown that they're they're not great at all and I mean they lost to the Chargers and you know we did the Chargers so I think that game could be a win as well easily uh, and then we play the Chargers again and I don't see there's a reason why we should lose that game unless the Chargers fire Brandon Stilley this week and they get a new coach who doesn't want to go for it on fourth down every single time and blow the game. I think that we can easily beat the Chargers on New Year's Eve. And then we have the Raiders, who we should easily beat again. So, I mean, it's extremely possible for the Broncos to run the table here and go 4-0. and um, Do I think they will? Um, I think there's a good shot we do. I think the most likely option is we go 4-3-1 uh, and one and we lose one of those games, probably the Lions game or just a random Chargers game because we usually split with them. But I think it's entirely possible that we go that we go four and zero and run the table here. So I think there's a lot of hope for Broncos fans. And if we do go four and zero and win all those games, then we're at eleven and six, and that's in the playoffs. I think it's safe to say that's in the playoffs. So we just need to keep on winning games. It's in the Broncos' hands right now. If they want to win every single game and make it to the playoffs, I think they can. So and I think Sean can get these guys to do that. 
So there's a lot of hope for the Broncos right now. And I, I think we can we can run the table and make the playoffs. So things are looking up in Broncos country right now, and it makes me really happy. It makes this podcast so fun to film, knowing that the Broncos have a real shot to do something in the in make the playoffs this year, which hasn't happened in forever. And you never know. Maybe a magical strike in the postseason if we make it. I mean, I'm not holding my breath for that, but I mean, I, it would certainly make it an amazing season. I mean, even if we make the playoffs, that's an amazing season. Under the With the first season with Sean Payton making the playoffs, that's outstanding. You can't hope ask for anything better. So I really hope we just keep on winning games. Three and one is the minimum I'm expecting from this team. Three and one. They need to do that. There's no reason you should lose to the... Patriots or the Raiders. The Patriots and the Raiders suck. We should not lose to them. We're a better team. Uh, we're, we're just we're, we're better than them, and we shouldn't lose to those two teams. I don't think we should lose to the Chargers either, but you never know. A fluke happens, and if we do lose to the Chargers, I think we should beat the Dolphins. Uh, we should beat the Lions. So I, I'm expecting uh, a three and one finish to the season, if not four and out. All right, so next we're going to be joined by Justin and Will, who uh, who joined me in studio to talk about the Broncos and their season. Uh, they they talked with me pre uh, pre game against the Chargers, so I uh, hope you guys enjoy the interview. All right, so today we're being joined by Justin and William from the Our Pettiest Thoughts podcast, and today we're going to talk some Broncos. They're not experts on the Broncos, but they've uh, they watch a lot of sports, so they know what's going on in sports. So uh, thank you guys for joining me today. Oh, thank you so much, yeah. Andrew. We wish Steven was here, but he's a fraud, so whatever. Fair enough. Thanks All for right. having us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no problem at any time. All right, so the first question is, both of you guys, you cheer for the Raptors. Justin, you cheer for the, uh, uh, Will, you cheer for the Canadians. What is it like when uh, your team's on a winning streak and that winning streak ends? Like, how do you feel right after that? Well, to be honest, the last time the Raptors went on a winning streak, um, I probably was like, it was before the pandemic. So, to be honest, like, I haven't had that feeling in a minute. The team's been super mid. But, you know, like, a five-game winning streak, and then you you lose one. You know it hurts, but you know you still have hope. You're not down bad at the time, but you know right now you just have to keep your head up. You know there's it's tough losing, but you have to bounce back. You know every game counts in the NFL, so you just have to take advantage. You know. Yeah, for me, I mean, being a Habs fan, they haven't been the greatest team the last couple of years, to say the least. So, anytime they go on a winning streak, it's really just bonus time for me. Like. I don't, I don't have high expectations for them. So when they go on that streak, it's like, whatever, like, cool, good, good times, you know, good, good thing you're winning games for once, you know, but, uh, you know, once, once that ends, it's like, I'm so, I'm super nonchalant about it. Like it doesn't bother me. I don't really care that much because I know that the team isn't going to make the playoffs anyway. So I just, I accept the fact that, you know, it's a little run that they have and then, you know, they come back to reality after that. After your team's going on a win streak, how much do you think coaching matters for getting them back on that winning track after like a hard loss or a hard couple losses? Well, you got to? I think it's, uh, I mean, I think it definitely is a factor. I mean, you, you need good coaching in any sport, you know, for football as well. So, like, I definitely think you, if you have a, a guy who's, uh, you know, is a more of a player coach, can be a good motivational speaker, anything to get the boys back on track, get them back into their winning ways. I think coaching could go a long way into a team's success. And a lot of the times when you see, uh, you know, coaches get fired and you bring in a new voice, a lot of the time that does help. And certain teams, they start to pick up their games. Like, uh, you know, referencing hockey here, the Edmonton Oilers, they just fired their coach not too long ago. and They've been one of the hotter teams in the league as of late. So, like, uh, you know, new voices, you know, coaching is always a factor, I would say. Um, I mean, if we're looking at the Broncos right now or 
the games they've won against. They've beat some pretty good teams in the Buffalo Bills, the the Chiefs, and you know, really, I think half of it has to come with like the team, and half of it has to come with the coaches and things like that. I know in NFL, you know, you, you have offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators, special team things like that. So I mean, you know, it, it's a bit of a mix of everything. You know, it's it's a team effort. That's how I see it. You know, in the NBA, you can't just you can just have one guy be really good and your coach be trash, your team is trash, just have a Luka Doncic. But in the NFL, if only your QB is good and everyone else is garbage, then, you know, you can't... There's a lot less uh, leeway, if that makes sense. Yeah. So with the Broncos right now, they're at 6-6. Six and six. They're right in the middle of the pack. Justin, you're a Raptors fan. They're kind of middle of the pack. Will, you're a Canadiens fan. They're kind of like bottom of the barrel. How do you... Th- what would you rather, a middle-of-the-pack team or... Uh, a team that's, you know, losing every game, but they also get high draft picks. Because for the Broncos, I mean, they can either keep on being mediocre with Russell Wilson or they can move on. So, like, what, what would you guys prefer as fans of a team? I mean, the Broncos were a pretty bad team uh, last year. So, I think to see them improve this year, I think is good because you don't want to be mid all the time. You have to improve or you have to throw it all away. That's how I see it, you know, in the, especially in the NBA. You know, if you're a, if you're a mediocre team, you better be a young team because you, there's room for improvement. Mm-hmm. Like the Broncos right now, they have a lot of vets. I mean, luckily, luckily they've improved on from last season. But right now, if if they're mid this year, they can't be mid next year because now you, the expectations have gone higher. You have to take advantage of the fact that you are hot. So yeah, yeah. I feel like it really depends on what stage you're at. Like. As a Broncos fan, like, do you believe the Broncos are on the rise or on the decline? I think they're on the rise with coaching. I mean, they got some good young players. I think there there is an upside, but it really depends on how much Sean Payton can get out of Russell Wilson. Like, if he can keep on getting the most out of him and even more out of him, then I think we'd be fine. But, I mean, there definitely is a, a ceiling, and okay. that's not super high. Okay, so, but from that, in, from that perspective, if you believe they are on the rise, and I would say that being mediocre would be better because at least they're showing progress compared, you know, last season they were 5-12. and 12. They're already six and six, so they've already won more games than last year. So in that perspective, they're on the rise. They're they're better than they were last year. At least they're making progress. So, you know, if you think they're on the rise, they'll keep going up and uh, hopefully get back to you know becoming a more relevant franchise than they have been uh, in recent years. So yeah, from that perspective, I think, you know, if they're on the rise, be mediocre. At least they're improving. But if they are a team that's on the decline or just a young team, I would be you know. I would prefer for those teams to be really bad, blow up their rosters if they can, or if they're a young team, just build within like the Habs, you know, they're building within, they're in the middle of a rebuild right now. Uh, you know, they have made progress. So like right now they're a 500 hockey club, I believe as it stands they're 12, 12 and three, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, you know, I like to see that progress, but at the same time, if they're not there yet, give it time, you know? All right. So with the Broncos, they got, they got a bunch of games left. They're playing the Chargers twice. We're filming this before the Chargers game. Uh, this is Sunday. So they're playing the Chargers twice, the Lions, the Patriots, and the Raiders. What do you guys think about the Broncos' playoff hopes going into this last stretch of games? Um, to be honest, I mean, I don't see them being beating the Kansas right now. So right now, they just have to fight for that wild card spot. But I do see them being a threat in the playoffs because just because of the teams they beat in, it feels more like they have they're a tough team to play against you know they they don't necessarily have that one guy they just have a big gr- collective of people that can do a lot of things so right now the broncos just have to focus on getting in and not trying to you know go for the top seed because Kansas is a tough team and you know 
as respectfully, I just want to say the Broncos, I don't see them going over, I would say, probably this, the favorites. So, yeah. Yeah, for me, I, I'm looking at the standings. I think it's going to be really tough for them to even sneak in, to be honest. Like, obviously, I don't envision them winning their division. The Chiefs, I think, are clearly the best team in the AFC West. But in terms of the wild card, right now they're in competition with the Bills, who, in my opinion, have been underachieving at 6-6. Six and six. They have an identical record. I'm a little surprised with that. So if they can like get in over the Bills as a wild card, that could be an option. Looking at the Browns at 7-5, and five, Steelers 7-6, and six, Bengals, Colts, Texans, AFC South is a lot better than we I think we've given them credit for. Yeah, Jesus, true. man. I thought yeah. they were an awful division, but... The Jaguars are good. So, yeah, there's a lot of actually pretty decent teams right now in the AFC. So it's going to be a tough battle for the Broncos to get in. But, you know, never say never. They definitely have a shot, I would say. Sure. Yeah, I think they definitely got a shot. Cause, I mean, they hold the tiebreaker over the Browns and the Bills. Uh, Texans are the only team with a legit quarterback other than the Bills with Josh Allen. Like, the, the Browns are on a backup. The Colts are on a backup. The Bengals are on a backup. And so I think the, I think the Broncos got a pretty good shot. But... You guys have any final thoughts for today about the Broncos? Hey, I mean, for you know, for your case, I guess for your sake, I hope that they're doing well. You know, I hope they make it to playoffs. <laughs> you're, I know you're a big fan, so I hope they do well. But uh, yeah, that's gonna be a good uh, final stretch of the season. Um, yeah, I'm praying on the Broncos' downfall. I hope they lose every single game. They don't make the playoffs, and once gets traded, they team the whole team up. So yeah. That's all I got to say, Andrew. Negative, bro. This guy is the true definition of petty right here. All right, guys. So I'm going to add Justin's uh, Twitter handle to the description of the podcast so you guys can flood him all with hate. But, uh, (laughs) yeah. I appreciate you guys joining me today. Can we get a Let's Go Broncos from both of you? No. Let's Go Bills. I mean, sorry. Let's Go Broncos. That's right. All right. Thank you guys for joining me. I appreciate it. All right. No problem, man. So there's a lot to be happy about right now in Broncos country. And I just want to thank you guys all for listening to the podcast. We'll be back again in a couple weeks to break down the team. And uh, hopefully we're saying uh, some good things in a week or two about the Broncos. And hopefully their playoff hopes just keep on rising. So thank you everyone for listening. Make sure to like, share, subscribe, do whatever you got to do to get the podcast out there to more Broncos country. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. I'm your host of the Last Down Broncos podcast, Andrew, and uh, let's go Broncos. (laughs)